Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello there, everybody. I'm Zane, and this is Talking to Nobody Podcast where we talk to nobodies who are hustling, working their little tushies off to become somebodies and want to inspire people along the way. This week, we have an amazing example of what this podcast is all about. Her name is Mina Bahadori, and she is a certified kundalini yoga and meditation teacher, Reiki channel, intuitive, and a crystal healer. She totally transformed her mental health as an adolescent, transmuting anxiety, depression, and darkness into healing, consciousness, and a deep awakening. As a teacher and healer, she is considered kind, heart-centered, pure, and wise beyond her years. She's also a huge animal advocate and a writer. She is fascinated by all things esoteric and feels deep in her bones her mission is to help change the current culture. She resides in Highland Park, where she sees private clients, and she also holds different workshops and classes all around LA, and teaches public classes at Golden Soul Yoga every Monday, and at Kundalini Yoga by the Sea every Tuesday. More information about locations and times is all on her website, mysticalmina.com. She's on the gram. Check her out, mysticalmina. I love it. So cute. She is so incredible, and just had a lot of wisdom to share from her struggles in life and she's really taken her pain and repurposed it to make beautiful things and and help others through what she's experienced and I'm so excited to share this episode with you and please make sure you listen all the way to the end because she will lead us through a guided visualization meditation get comfy and enjoy Talking to nobody So you wanna be somebody so much for being here oh, thank you so much for having me of course of course we're here with mina bahadori did i do it yes yeah <laughs> oh good 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 yay what does that mean anything do you know of actually recently someone in my class told me that mina means diamond Ooh. so i was like really i didn't know this all of my life like that's I'm so cool definitely gonna tune more into that yeah yeah i love i love the name mina i think it's it's so cute well thank you for being here uh we're just gonna start out by talking about your favorite drink that you picked which was yes i love a good latte yes. with any non-dairy milk really it okay just, um as you know, I'm, I'm really into the plant-based life. Yes. And, you know, I 
I just feel like coffee makes me feel like more grounded and in my body and, you know, focused on what I need to do. So that's great. Yeah. Do you always drink it in the morning or like throughout your day? Usually every morning. Yeah. Okay. And if I need like a little pick me up, if I've done a lot throughout the day, like actually today's the perfect day to oh, have good. an extra coffee. Yay. <laughs> awesome. But yeah. I, I subbed a class this morning and I did a healing. So this is like. A really perfect full day for me awesome yeah. well we we met at the den meditation yes. you actually trained me there and yeah if you want to just maybe talk a little bit about all of the services that you offer and how you got into that world to start sure you know I just started out by receiving these healings okay so I I worked at a, a normal yoga studio there was nothing really magical about it necessarily mm -hmm. but I just kept meeting certain people who led me to different healers and the first time I experienced a crystal healing I was just like what the hell was that <laughs> <laughs> because it shifted me like instantly mm -hmm. um like i was just talking about this today i went in like with the intentions of just like feeling more at peace and you know more relaxed about where my life was heading but i didn't expect that it would change habits that i had like right. I, i didn't think there was anything wrong with me partying at the time and seeing a person that i was seeing at the time mm. i was just um, you know, I kind of have had rose-colored glasses on, like everything looked fine for me. But right. then after the healing, I went to a bar afterwards and I was just like, what am I doing with this person and mm. these people around me? Like, I just experienced such a high vibration. This feels like I'm taking a step down. And I actually, like now, my relationship with drinking is much different. But mm -hmm. at the time, I was like, I need to take two years to be sober just from that crystal healing wow and i also need to get away from this person that i was seeing mm -hmm. um yeah it just it shifts you on a really deep level and stuff you're not even conscious of that needs to change like you become conscious of it's it's literally um, just making you more aware and sensitive to your own body and and what you need so okay yeah very interesting yeah so do you drink now Yeah, my relationship has changed so much. So I've, I took a two-year break and mm -hmm. then I was like, hmm, <laughs> let me see how I am now because I'm a completely different person than I was then. And right. I, at the time, I, I think like I was... I was abusing it in the sense of like if I felt sad, I would drink or mm, like an escape. Yeah, like a, definitely an escape just to not feel what I was feeling. Mm. And so then I was like, what if I just try drinking in a celebratory way and experiment, experiment with that? But pretty quickly I saw like, oh, this is very tricky. Like I can easily fall into a pattern of drinking wine every night with like a you know a good book or or a tv and right. I, i was just like this doesn't feel in alignment either because i was starting to become reliant again mm -hmm. so now i uh, i actually got this term from this author named ruby warrington she calls it sober curious okay. where you're not attaching to the uh, label of sober because that feels very confining and restrictive i yeah i liked it for the time that i picked it up but Eventually, I just felt like an outcast from society, and that's not a fun feeling. Yeah. So Sober Curious is about 
like for the most part you you probably don't decide to drink and you just you know have fun without it but if there is a moment where you're like okay you know all the odds are in my favor mm-hmm. um, i don't have anywhere to be the next day like i i this is a celebratory moment i can take the time to do this then yeah. like if it's a conscious and intentional decision then like i'm okay with it okay. so yeah just like it's treating drinking in a very different way which i appreciate yeah absolutely yeah. that's that's really cool i haven't heard of that sober curious yeah that's yeah because you know, I've tried to maybe stop drinking or go on a diet for a right. while, and it, it does. It feels very limiting, and, you know, I don't like that that confinement that you were talking about. You know, it's, yeah. it's nice to do it when, when you want to, you know, if you're like, oh, I'm out with friends, they're all going to have a glass of wine, you know, if you yeah. can do it in a responsible way. Exactly. Then I don't think there's anything wrong with that, so good for good for you yeah yay well we'll move into your zodiac sign comparison so you're gemini born on may 23rd 1994 it says that you feel most alive when surrounded by others Hmm. say would you say that's pretty true you know depending on the company okay (laughs) okay for the most part yeah yes seeing the world is important to you but interacting with it is a necessity for this reason, conversation is your playground and words prove to be your jungle gym or sandbox. You embrace words with an excitement and energy in a way that few others can duplicate. Mm-hmm. Your genuine interest in communication draws others in and makes you a highly sought after friend and companion. Aww. <laughs> Would you say that's pretty on point? You know, I wouldn't have thought that initially, but when, I, yeah, actually that does resonate because uh, I always loved writing and that's actually the best way that I know how to communicate is, is through writing. Okay. But um, yeah, in terms of like socializing, I think that I, I don't really do like really um, shallow questions. Like I feel like very quickly with a stranger, I can be like going into really deep topics and because mm. that's just where I am most interested in and yeah so yeah. I think I think that's true that I can have like really fulfilling conversations with pretty much anybody okay yeah. cool well and I think you're very good with your words I mean reading your questionnaire and the oh. things that you post on Instagram you're just very you're very intelligent and everything you write is very profound and well thought out and that's really rare <laughs> these <laughs> days, media, you know. Especially. Yeah, or when I'm talking, sometimes I just feel so ignorant because I'm like, like, like after every word, and I try not to do that. But I do that. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but you know, it just—it's it, very rare to find someone who can really put into words what they're feeling or you know something compelling that will really resonate with others and i think you're really you're really good at that so i appreciate your posts it's for sure a practice Mm. and i i very specifically try not to just post anything um that's so great like i i really find it important to only say something meaningful and if it's not meaningful just don't post (laughs) right exactly yeah don't just post a picture of your you know smoothie for the fifth time (laughs) i mean yeah maybe if it's like really awesome ingredients that true true sometimes i appreciate even like the simple things but yeah, if it's the fifth time, maybe not. Yeah, with the same hashtag or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, like, do it do it with a, for a reason. Right. And, um, Is it going to help someone? I feel like that's yeah. 
kind of the point. It's like, is this meaningful at all? Is this going to move someone? Is this going to spark someone's curiosity or interest? Yeah. or Inspire them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good way to look at it. Like, think about what it could do for someone else before you, you post it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. It says that, uh, so this is a new section I'm adding, um, what they excel in. So what Geminis normally excel in. Individuals born on May 23rd excel in learning and teaching. And that's what you do. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. They will usually choose studies that make them strive even higher, always ready for progress in life, even in the darkest of times. Dang. Wow. (laughs) Optimistic and focused on faith, they are to discover over common sense. They are Gemini representatives born with a talent to bring their visions down to earth if they put their mind into it and make bold, specific steps. Okay, wow. <laughs> really nailed it. Oh, yay! Oh, good! Yeah. that That's awesome. I was thinking about that today. Like, I am a very optimistic person. Mm-hmm. Even my negativity, I think most people perceive as pretty, is pretty positive. Because yeah. I always know there's, like, something better. Right. And I'm just, like, on my way to it. And, it, and the frustrating part is when it's just not happening yet. But, mm. like, I know it's going to happen. So Eventually, yeah. That's optimism. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's, like, no, it's there. Yeah, yeah. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So, yeah. Yeah, so cool. It says your positive traits include that you're always wearing a smile. You are filled with knowledge, wisdom, and know how to find your mission in life, even if you don't chase for too many irrelevant things along the way. I would say that's accurate. Yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. So this was pretty on point for you. That's awesome. I love when it's on point. Yes. <laughs> People born on this, uh, not this day, but in this month include uh, Peter Dinklage, Tim Allen, Neil Patrick Harris, one of my faves. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Good, really talented people. Yeah. Killian Murphy from Peaky Blinders, Gene Wilder, Mike Myers, Natalie Portman, Angelina <gasps> Jolie. <gasps> Wow. Wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Right? I didn't know that. Yeah. So cool. So lots of hardworking people, I would yeah. say. Very cool. That is exciting. So you are from LA originally. Yes. And you've lived all over the place. I liked how you described it as like little little pockets. Yeah. So how would you describe that experience? Have you enjoyed your time here and all the different places you lived? Yeah. I would say that LA is such a dynamic place mm. that every phase of my life has been as if I was in a in a different city. Um, yeah. It doesn't feel like all one place, which makes sense now that I'm driving so much. I'm like, yeah, there's just, it's huge. It's, yeah. And the, the demographics are very different. So yeah. And even just teaching in different places is uh, like expansive to just see the differences. Uh, I would say that I grew up on the west side, which kind of was near the ocean more so. Okay. And and I went to school over there. So in my like craziest phase of my life, I would say I was by I was in Marina del Rey, which is why I actually kind of have an aversion to it now. Okay. <laughs> but it's hilarious because it means I need healing. I realized because mm. um, I had a reading from my friend recently, and she was like, "I see much more opportunity for you on the west side." And I was like, "Of course, like of, of course, course." I moved to the northeast side in Highland Park, and, mm. and I've been feeling that I keep getting offered a lot of things near the ocean. Okay, and I'm just like, "You're avoiding okay, it." I know, I know, there's something there, and that yeah, that I just need to confront, which. 
now I realize it is important. So I've enjoyed experiencing the West Side and the East Side and Mid City, like all of the different differences and the aspects of it. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, what else can I say about that? <laughs> well, I'm always curious about people who grew up here as a kid, you know, because right. I moved here from somewhere else. And it, I mean, it was kind of a culture shock for me. Right, right, right. So did you have a good childhood or, yeah, you know, yeah, were good. you able to go outside and play? You right, know? right. Yeah, I did have a good childhood. Um, I was very sheltered in a way, like my parents were really good at just like making me feel safe and protected once i even in high school actually like i was in a group of misfits so i didn't experience like the typical la Mm. thing yet girls in my class had eating disorders Mm. and you know they were like orange because they were tanning at the tanning salon right but like it didn't occur to me then really okay so i think it was not until college that i started being uh overwhelmed by like the LA vibe in the sense of I did like see a lot of people like relying upon drugs and alcohol and having eating disorders and it definitely rubbed off on me I experienced all of that stuff it feels like a lifetime ago so it doesn't make me uncomfortable to talk about good yeah and I think I went through that whole crazy phase very quickly of you know first seeking that external validation and like trying to get into clubs and Mm -hmm. just trying to run with like the cool kids in a way and yeah numbing myself a lot okay there was definitely you know there was definitely positive sides of it like i i do appreciate like the music and dance aspect of of the nightlife like Mm -hmm. that part i think is valuable and i want to return to dancing and and going out because that's really it's really um helpful to move energy yeah but in the sense of trying to like prove that you're cool to people that whole Mm. la aspect i'm just not a fan of at all you're you're done with it (laughs) so what do you think brought that on you know like when when did you start to notice that you were more drawn to to going out with those crowds you know what i mean yeah i would say actually i started to get over it at 21 okay hilarious Uh, because that's usually when you start yeah i think i was the same though like i started drinking when I was 16. Right. You know? I mean, my mom knew. My mom was like a cool mom. Yeah. And she was like, okay, if you're going to do it, like do it in the house. I did right? that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but I I think by the time I was 21, I went to Vegas for my 21st birthday with my mom. And I barely drank because I was right. like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so what... Was there like a specific group that you wanted to be a part of or you mentioned that you you were into modeling or trying to get into modeling was it thank you yeah (laughs) oh yeah yeah is that kind of why yes I would say so okay Um, I, I would say like when I was 20 I just saw kind of like the dirty side of things Mm. which was really uncomfortable for me because I had very like naive expectations of the world I think uh I've never been a flaky person just first and foremost and I you know would try to be friends with people who gave me all like the attention at the moment and then Mm. next moment like I'm just kind of fallen by the wayside which I thought was very strange, but it's very typical LA behavior. Mm, that's what I'm noticing. 
Yeah, yeah there's a big flakiness for some reason. People not being really honest. Yeah. And that turned me off a lot. And I just remember also seeing men be really hmm, <laughs> shallow, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, like also they would give me attention. And again, like that evening made me feel like, you know, I was very important. And then the next morning not important at all right so yeah that just kind of turned me off from from people being very inauthentic and treating people as if they're very disposable yeah that, yeah. Which I experienced with modeling too. I I was very thin, and I was told to be more thin, and so that very quickly turned me off as well. Oh my gosh! Did you want to model, or you were you were just doing it because people told you, oh you yeah. you look like you should be a model? I was approached a lot at that time, so it it did get in my head, and I wanted to support myself, and I thought that would be like a good track. My dad was very protective, and he was like, that's a horrible idea. Mm. And of course, I was very rebellious, so I was like, well, okay, then I'm going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Do you think it's because you mentioned you went to Catholic school? Do you think you were rebellious because for so long you were not allowed to be right yeah probably Mm -hmm. i i'm still figuring out my dynamic with my parents because now looking back i'm like why was i so mean to them (laughs) right i think the same thing i was like i was so mean to my mom when i was 15 i was like wish were they worse when i was younger or was i just you know acting out for absolutely no reason i still Mm -hmm. haven't figured that one out yet um (laughs) my parents are like just stop thinking about the past yeah let it go let yeah but yeah, I, I think there must be something in my nature that just doesn't want to conform to anything. Hmm. So I think that them telling me like what was right, I was just like, you're wrong. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you know? Like, so I just wanted to experience it for myself. And it yeah. is important to find out for yourself. You learn the lessons a much harder way, but. Right. But then at least you know. And then you're done. And yeah. To be honest, like, I don't know if I would have still been doing that stuff had things been different. And Right. Yeah, so I, I'm glad that I was really rebellious to the point that I overdid it and then I took many steps back. Yeah, no, that's, that's sometimes how you have to do it. You have yeah. to get that slap in the face and crash and burn and then... Then you realize, you know, I I had a lot of moments like that myself where I just took it too far, whether it was with drinking or drugs or boys. Yeah. I remember I was, I don't know, 19, 20, and I went out on St. Patrick's Day. uh, I was on spring break, and I went out with my mom, and, you know, I had a fake ID or something like that, and... I, I just got too drunk and mm-hmm. my mom's friend was like supposed to be keeping an eye on me but then I lost her and so I went outside and like sat down in the grass just to wait for her and I didn't pass out from drinking I just fell asleep but I was I woke up in the hospital oh shoot and <laughs> for some like I looked at my wristband and it said um, my birthday was like 1993 instead of 1994 so obviously I was like smart enough in my drunkenness to lie that I was already 21 mm. because I would have gotten in trouble for like underage drinking oh. so so I was safe from that but still I was like you know I was still in my St. Patrick's Day attire <laughs> in the hospital I felt like crap and I was like I will never get that drunk again, you right. know? And it it took me 
you know, getting to that point to realize the type of person I wanted to be, you know, and I think there are people out there that don't have to do that, which is like yeah. so great for them. But yeah, for me, it's I've always had to be like, it, it's had to be a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. And I, I felt like I was experiencing depression at that time too. And I remember I would do Molly mm. and then the next day I would feel like literally dying. Yeah, because so, that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, feeling those that um, huge contrast of like you're on top of the world to like your absolute shit is also just like it was very eye-opening to me because mm-hmm. I felt very emotional. I think it's just because I was always very sensitive. Right. And so I would have very dark thoughts mm-hmm. even probably after drinking, I'm sure as well. Yeah. Um, like any hangover or whatever recovery period i would go very very low and so that was a big wake-up call for me Mm, yeah were was there like a specific thing you were trying to escape from when you would do drugs and drinking Hmm. like specific thoughts or responsibilities yeah i think like not being good enough has always been a a belief system that i've had to move through Mm -hmm. like i was in school at the time and school for some reason just really intimidated me college and Mm -hmm. and i just like never felt smart enough and i never you know felt capable when it came to like homework i couldn't even get through it like I I would need to take Adderall or something to motivate me I, I yeah. don't know what it was but there was I just did Adderall too. <laughs> yeah and that Adderall is is a blessing in disguise because I went too far with that and, and that right. really influenced me stopping everything eventually but um yeah I would say that there was just probably a belief system of not being good enough that propelled me into trying to like get out of my body and feel more confident and mm-hmm. and be happy go lucky because like that's what I always wanted to be but I couldn't get there from where I was mentally. Okay. And when you went to college, was there uh, a specific reason that you went there? What like what were you majoring in, or did you just go to college because? that's what your parents tell, told you you needed to do. Yeah, I didn't want to go at all. <laughs> I, I really stopped paying attention in high school even. Like, I yeah. I would cheat on tests and stuff. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, no. <laughs> I skip school all the time. And, yeah. Like, I just didn't take it seriously. And once I got to college and I decided, you know, I was more interested in modeling or or pursuing writing, which I thought I would definitely do. Maybe I still will. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was. We're like, great with words. So. Not <laughs> yeah. I I quickly was like, I hate college, and yeah. I probably don't need this because what I want to do has nothing to do with this. Right. Which still stands true, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's kind of confusing because. In this society, like it, it just looks good to have a degree, and people respect you more. And right, yeah. But we're also getting out of that paradigm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I question it sometimes. But overall, I, I never finished. I don't know if I mentioned that to you, but mm-hmm. I never finished because of a really wild night. Actually, <laughs> I just like didn't show up to my final and. Mm. Because I was terrified. I mean, school just like gave me the most anxiety that I ever experienced for some reason. And 
So in a way, I think I just needed help and yeah. it pushed me to my spiritual path. So it worked. <laughs> that That's good. Yeah. So after you left school, did you, you know, take some time off? Did you start going to therapy or, or how did you make the shift into a more healthy, positive lifestyle? Yeah, it, it started in phases. Like mm-hmm. I, I thought I was you know, spiritual before I like really went on the full journey. But in the beginning, I just reduced my classes. So I was part time taking classes. And, and then I started, but I started working, which also like put me in another spiral. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I worked at a place, a clothing store that had all like tiny little girls. (laughs) Right. Like all. Yeah. And that, that was like the model phase where I, I had put down Adderall and I like picked it back up again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I yes, I've had those times as well. So yeah, so first I reduced my classes and then I started doing Adderall even without school because I was, you know, in that other LA spiral of wanting to model and fit in. And then once I put that down again, then I just completely stopped school and I started doing hatha yoga on a regular basis and listening to positive affirmations every time I went to sleep and also like consciously as well, mm-hmm. just as many times as I needed it. Like I was kind of an addict in the beginning with just replaying like anything that made me feel good, all of the YouTube videos on meditation and about yeah. the chakras. And I picked up The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, yes. which completely changed my mind about how this world works wow so i just read book after book after book and my brother was around and very supportive of me and he had started his spiritual path so i just basically like went under his wing and i was just like i'll do anything like just help me yeah please (laughs) help me uh which is great i think it's I mean, not everyone not everyone feels that way, even if they hit rock bottom. Yeah. So I feel really blessed. Like, I don't know why I got to experience the desire to change and not everyone does. But right. I had a very strong desire to change and a very large belief that there was something better. And that has, did that come from something specific or you just, you've always had that hope that there's, like, it's going to get better? I think I just have that hope Mm -hmm. and even if I didn't realize it at the time like my parents were very supportive Mm. and when I would break down they would be like oh oh, okay like what do you need yeah they would care and they love me very much so um, I was very lucky and am lucky that I could like just break down in front of family members yeah and and It wasn't really therapy that shifted me. I think I went on a very internal journey with self-healing. That's incredible. Well, and now you're helping others to do that as well. So talk a little bit about how you went from needing it to heal yourself into wanting to provide it to others. Mm, Okay, yeah. I think probably... After about two years is when I found those healers that I experienced Reiki and crystal healing with. Mm -hmm. And once I felt it, I was like, what is that superpower and how can I have it? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And I I actually, I originally thought it was them. It was the healer that just possessed this ability that was otherworldly and Mm -hmm. not possible to replicate. But... 
then I learned Reiki and I was like, oh, it actually is replicable and yeah. um, not, yeah, you don't have to be a special person necessarily to be able to offer it to people. Of course, once you get attuned to it and once you keep your practice going of uh, meditating every day, you go on a journey where you just learn how to be a space for people and mm -hmm. the more compassionate you are towards yourself the more you are towards others so right you're just you're a reflection how you treat yourself is a reflection of how you treat your clients so you have to just be really conscious of it and being a teacher and a healer can be very confronting actually mm -hmm. because if i am feeling like you know I'm in a, a group of people who they seem like they don't like the class or something arises where I'm just like, oh, like I'm not good. Like this isn't good. Like it's not a good experience for them. And it's all in my head. And I very quickly have to shift that. Right. Because, for example, when you play a gong, it amplifies the energy that you're feeling and thinking apparently. So okay, uh, you have to be extremely conscious to be neutral and to... You just shift whatever's going on within you to like a mantra or to just like tuning into golden light, like just having the tools to stay in that space uh, that's deep within you, mm -hmm. beyond your ego mind, beyond the thoughts. And you just become more, more and more aware as time goes on. I think I'm getting a lot better at it to, yeah. to shift it. And that's, yeah, that's what you have to do in any healing environment when you're providing a service is to uh, not make it about you at all. And mm -hmm. they even have a saying in Kundalini Yoga before you teach, you're supposed to say three times silently to yourself, I am not a woman, I am not a man, I am not a person, I am not myself, I am a teacher. Mm -hmm. so yeah getting out of your head and just being a space for people is the whole purpose of it and right. it actually is very healing so mm -hmm. yeah it, it just kind of goes both ways when you're holding the space and being really compassionate towards yourself and everyone in this in the space and it it feels like a healing that you're receiving as well after you feel energized after that's so amazing. I I was never into this world, you yeah. know, this like, I guess people call it woo-woo mm -hmm. type stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, working at the den and just practicing meditation on my own, reading The Power of Now, I just don't know how people... I mean, I'm not judging the people who don't know it, but it's like, I need, I needed this. Like, I needed this discovery that this type of stuff is out there. You right. know what I mean? But for, for someone who maybe has never meditated before or has no idea what Reiki is or, you know, the difference between, like, your ego and I, I think in the book they say, like, being right. and your ego. What advice would you give to someone on you know how to how this could help them you know and to not be afraid to tap into this world because it, it can be kind of overwhelming yeah it's intimidating to people yeah so how would you invite someone in who is brand new to this type of stuff i would say just be really open-minded mm -hmm. knowing that we don't have everything figured out is like a, a really big surrender mm -hmm. and i think it's important to not think you know everything right because that's like the exact opposite of what all of this is 
Yeah, yeah. and I think the people who are close-minded, it's usually people who just aren't ready to face their demons in a sense. Yeah. Because it is confronting to to meditate when you have a really busy mind and when you're experiencing trauma or pain in any shape or form. So it is hard in the beginning to to face that stuff, but people don't realize that there's something on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And so I think what my advice would be is just to be open and trust that there is like a really divine orchestration of everything and even though like it seems daunting to sorry to (laughs) experience um you know facing yourself it there's a lot that can come out of it you discover gifts that you didn't know about yourself you open like your channels up and quite literally magnify everything that is in alignment with your true essence your soul Mm -hmm. and just like a whole world opens up that is really new and exciting and there's nothing there's nothing bad that's going to come out of you being more true to who you are which we think we know who we are in this society but it's just like people putting makeup on and clothes on and masks and wearing programs and you know our social conditioning it's not really who we are it's like stuff we've learned to cope with the world right. And so the spiritual path, in my opinion, is undoing all of the stuff that we've learned to cope and instead tuning back into like what we came here for, who we really are at the deeper level, Mm -hmm. um, not at the ego level. Right. So how would you describe the difference between ego and being? Yeah. Well, ego is identity. So if we start associating who we are with like how much money we make and what job we have and who, like what, so- uh, what social circle we run with and mm-hmm. all that stuff, like that's not us. Our personality even is not us. Um, who we are at the soul level is, in my opinion, we all incarnated on the planet as like a an essence like a soul mm-hmm. and we all came with a very specific purpose to learn certain lessons and to have a certain life curriculum that evolves the soul and so who we are at the very core level is joy is um, is compassion is understanding is full presence full conscious awareness mm-hmm. and so when you go into meditation it's basically like a self-hypnosis in which you go beyond your mental chatter and you access that infinite possibility uh i like like the great infinite consciousness Mm -hmm. and yeah it's you'll feel it once you experience it when the thoughts just kind of stop running and you enter that that space it just literally feels like space yeah. And it feels expansive and it feels like there's just way more solutions around than you could perceive in a limited perspective. Right. That's that's beautiful. Thank you yeah. for thank you for sharing all of this with us and being so open to talk about your past, you know, oh, yeah. because I mean it's it's hard to talk about your past and then 
you know, not be sad about it, but you seem like you've come to a place where you're just at peace with what has happened and are moving on, you yeah, know, from it and sure. using using your experiences to to help other people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's all that's all we can do. Do you think your experience with your mental health issues has helped you connect with the people who come to your classes and in your healing sessions? Yeah, for sure. I, I don't think people would trust me uh, <laughs> yeah. if, if I did if I was just like always happy. <laughs> right. Because it's just not real. I think no. I think the human aspect attracts me to people a lot more when I see them be vulnerable. Yes. And when I see them be raw and like show some side of them that they would otherwise want to hide like I think that part is just like so much more beautiful than a very polished person who just acts you know like they do no wrong <laughs> yeah because yeah I yeah I just think it's not helpful to put any teacher on a pedestal mm. because we're all equals yes and I, yeah, once you put a teacher on a pedestal, they'll fall off and then you'll fall off your path. And it just, it's like a really dangerous thing, actually. So mm-hmm. um, I'm glad that we can, we can learn from each other's honesty and vulnerability and openness to be wrong sometimes and to change. I think that's important to be both human and divine. And, and the human is going to make mistakes. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That that's great. I I in the same way I would much prefer someone just be real with me and and that's another point of this podcast is to show, you know, the layers of of humans, you know? Yeah. Like it's not all all roses all the time, no. you know? And I I think it's more relatable and more inspirational to hear from someone who is willing to to go there, to go deep and talk about their their past and the mistakes they've made because that shows that you know they're they're human too and that's what that's what we need that's why i love being an actor because Mm -hmm. it allows me to tap into different stories of different humans and and show what it's what it's like to be human you know and yeah so i just think you're you're really great mina and i've always admired you you know and we've never like actually sat down and and talked like this before Mm -hmm. and I've always this sounds really funny but I've always had this like you had this like mysterious vibe about you but in like a good way (laughs) but in like okay good I'm glad I'm not the only one that says that (laughs) but it's in a good way like you're just you're so intriguing to look at I mean you're gorgeous and you just are very like calm and just welcoming at all times you know and I just I just think you're really great (laughs) I think it's very important to be a nice person (laughs) yes yes (laughs) which sounds funny like so obvious but like so many people don't get that they 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 don't yeah Yeah. the the guy that I just met at the Starbucks counter was just not (laughs) very very nice but I I try to be like you know he's probably just having a bad day yeah probably hates his job so I I never I try to never take it personally right um but I mean it's just I feel like it's so not easy, but it's simple to be nice, you yeah. know. So I don't know. That's just me. But thank you, me too. thank you for being <laughs> nice. Yeah, thank you for being sweet. And yeah, uh, you've always 
been such a an awesome person to connect with and have always actually been vulnerable with me and oh good yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah i feel like we've always had very you know real relationship and yeah yeah it's nice absolutely it, it's very rare to find that especially out here and i mean there are times where i do just want to be like yeah i'm fine i'm great you know yeah, just to like <laughs> but yeah no i hate it too and it's like I mean, you know, when you're at work, I guess it's different. You have to, like, you know, put on a happy face and do your job. But it's, I guess so. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a whole different story. But it's it's just nice to be able to, when you're not feeling great, to be honest that you're not feeling great. You yeah. know, I think someone told me once in my acting school that fine stands for fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotionally unstable. So when you're like, yeah, I'm fine, you're like, you're not really fine. Right. You know? And I do understand, like, sometimes you have to say that because otherwise you'll just break down crying. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And it's not always appropriate to break down crying. Right. Just depending on, like, where you are. Where you are. Exactly. And and I remember this happened one time at a job. I wasn't fine, and everybody – kept coming in and being like are you okay are you okay like six people and i know they're just doing it because they're trying to be nice and and i really really appreciate that but it's like the more people <laughs> ask you and the more you're like yeah i'm fine i'm fine and then it just like all, water works yeah it all came out so yeah so i don't know it's i try to like feel the room if if someone else if i can see someone else is kind of feeling like that i'll just be like you know i'll give them a compliment or something like that you know and then i'll just let them have their and not a fake compliment but like a genuine compliment and then just kind of sometimes you just need space Mm -hmm. sometimes you need space but then sometimes you need a hug and it's just like feeling that out do you think becoming more because you're now an intuitive right healer reader i'm not sure the right term yeah that's right okay cool and do you (laughs) think with that training you're able to kind of like sense people's emotions more and i've always been curious about how other people are feeling Mm -hmm. so i i feel like i've always tuned into others um before even that training yeah, I mean, I definitely know when someone isn't fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And mostly people aren't open to expressing, like, why or what's going on. And, and yeah, now I can kind of tell, like, okay, they don't want to talk about this, so I'm just going to... Yeah. Yeah, like, be sweet and, mm-hmm. and kind of move along. And Yeah, I think I've gotten better at honoring people's boundaries in a way. Okay. Just because... Yeah, before I think I I would probably be the person who was trying to like get the person to to get out with it, but now yeah, you can kind of sense like when people are are holding back for a good reason, then you right. kind of honor that. Okay, I need to get better. <laughs> it's a skill, I, I guess. Mean, you know, sometimes every day is different. I feel like sometimes I'm better at the things that I talk about than others. You know, and right. Yeah. Yeah. It's all a learning curve. It it really (laughs) is. What do you think you have found to be the most rewarding part of what you do? Definitely seeing people's reactions after a healing or a Mm -hmm. class. Like like I was saying before, I I can't really tell how people are feeling during and I just kind of wait for people to come up to me if they choose to say anything and Mm -hmm. and yeah it's always really rewarding when they're like you know this really opened up my my voice like i haven't been able to open up 
this way and because kundalini has you chanting and singing and that is so healing for women especially i've noticed Mm -hmm. because women try to hold back and be appropriate and you know i think just don't fully express everything for good reason you know but it's so healing and cathartic to be able to kind of just let that out and and with healings as well and 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 just classes in general being able to not be fine in those moments and just be like really raw and move through stuff and and then feel better after for the most part i've never had someone be like i feel super shitty now thanks a lot yeah thanks a lot (laughs) oh well good good i was actually gonna ask that like has ever anyone ever had just like a really bad experiences in in one of your classes or after a reiki session like i mean in emotions that's you know understandable but if has anyone ever been like Ew. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, I would say, like, out of um, a lot of people, maybe like one person. And that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's not it's not for everybody. Like, honestly, I've never tried a kundalini class. I would love to take one of yours. That would probably be the best way to for my first experience to take one of your classes because I'm very nervous Mm -hmm. i guess because i i hear the music and i hear the chanting and i'm just kind of like i'm not (laughs) judging it but i'm just kind of like oh i don't know if this would be a good fit for me but i'm very curious to see how it would affect me right because you said it's great for women I mean, I'm yeah. sure it's great for everyone. For but sure, like, all people, but, yeah. Yeah, but specifically... Actually, men too, because I saw my dad chanting in a class I took him to once. And like, sorry, dad, but he's probably <laughs> not going to listen to this. But he has he has some anger stored in him. Right. And I could see him chanting and being... Like, really, like, I saw him expressing that like, anger. Like, up? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I was like, wow, this is really good for him. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a healthy way to express your... Emotion, emotion. whatever you're feeling. And people yeah. listen. Yeah, not everyone is like having a hard time it, it just depends on like where you're at that day mm-hmm. but what, were we, what was the question uh, I, don't, I think <laughs> I was just talking well, about how I'm scared back. to try a, a kundalini uh, class okay yeah I understand <laughs> I have had people say like I respect it it's not really like my thing and I feel like it is a different level and not to say it's like more advanced than other things but you, you have to be really open <laughs> in order to receive that mm-hmm. vibration and information okay yeah because it's very different it's very out there and you have to be so like out like out there with your voice and and raw and vulnerable like, as we were talking about before i don't think most people like even hearing their own voice to i be i don't <laughs> and that's really bad because i have a podcast and I'm an actor. But yeah, no, you're you're right. And that's why I blast the music so... You don't hear you. Yeah. That's I, good. And I always tell people, like, you know, like, just own your voice. No one cares how you sound. Yeah. And no one's even paying attention to you. Everyone right. is just, Here like, for focused them. on their own practice. Mm-hmm. And yeah, once people let loose in that way... And I've actually done a workshop about the throat chakra, which was the best thing I've probably ever done because... I did these affirmations and people got really, really into them and just were like, I am unapologetically myself. And like, they just kept getting louder and louder and there was a momentum and it was clear like everyone really needed to own their voice and who they are. And it 
allows you to do that when you chant. So it's it's just really healing. That's so interesting. I, I'm definitely going to try it. So for someone who has never taken a kundalini class or doesn't even know what kundalini is, how does a normal class work? Sure. Um, so when you start the class, you basically tune in with a mantra. And the mantra is Ong Namo, Guru Dev Namo. It gives reverence to the great infinite consciousness, mm -hmm. to the golden chain of teachers, and to the divine teacher within you. So essentially, it is like plugging you into this like high vibration automatically. Okay. And as a teacher, it's supposed to help you like channel all of the teachers. So again it's like not you who is necessarily talking like it's not me who's talking but like i can channel information that is beyond me mm -hmm. from tuning in with this mantra and then you would basically do some warm-ups just get the body loose kundalini is an energy that is dormant in people at the base of the spine and unless you purposefully like target this energy it just it stays asleep mm. but if you awaken it which is what m most yoga does if you awaken the kundalini energy then it opens up and it travels up the spinal column through all of the chakras the energy centers of the body through the crown of the head so from the root to the sacral chakra to the solar plexus to the heart to the throat to the third eye to the crown and into your aura mm. little <laughs> no thank you of yeah, yeah yeah and so all the warm-ups basically target the spinal column to open up the kundalini or give it space to rise essentially mm -hmm. so when the kundalini rises it is an awakened person it's a path of awakening and awareness they call it the yoga of awareness because you become much more sensitive to energy and to subtlety and to you know, I think manifesting what you want and because you're just being really in tune with yourself and open to infinite possibility. I love it. Yeah. And yeah, so the warm-ups and then moving into a physical set usually has a very specific purpose. Like today I taught the stress set for adrenals and kidneys because I've been feeling a little bit off. Like I'm just so sensitive to my body now. I could tell my my adrenals and kidneys were lagging and I mm -hmm. needed to take more good care of them. And yeah, like I kind of base it off of myself and usually everyone else is like, yes, I need this. Yeah. So you kind of, you kind of tune into yourself and it happens to relate to like most people. And then I would do a meditation that usually is a chant or a breathing exercise or both. Mm -hmm. The breathing exercise is always really cathartic as well. And it helps release trapped emotions, trapped energy, stuff you've been, you know, keeping in for so long that it's like hurting you. But yeah. You sometimes aren't even aware of it. Right. Um, but it comes out and... There's just all sorts of meditations for specific things like building intuition or healing addiction. Like they have millions of sets and millions of meditation variations. And there's millions of songs now. Like the music is something I love the most about it. And a lot of musicians resonate with Kundalini for that reason, mm -hmm. just because like the sound is a huge part of Kundalini. Yeah, no, I always love when I hear the music when they're playing it during a class, I'm like, this sounds really 
awesome. It's powerful. Yeah, I love that. And it moves the energy, and it it takes the pressure off. I think a little bit too. You're not yeah. like just there with your breath and right. everyone else's breath. You're there with like loud music that kind of motivates you to to keep going. And yes. Sometimes the sets are hard. So it's kind of like a workout. A little almost. bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it depends on the set, and it depends on the teacher. Some people, you know, teach in different styles. I am like in between. I, I try to not be like too easy because sometimes people who need a good like physical set they would not resonate with that. Um, and but I try not to be too hard because that will also kind of steer people away. I think right. so. I'm somewhere in between there. That's good. Well, yeah. thank you for describing all of that. I mean, for me who's never done it like that hearing you say all of that and describe everything you do and why you do it, how it could help you, that makes me want to try it as opposed to just people being like, oh, yeah, you chant and you breathe and stuff. Or like when people describe meditation, it's just like, oh, you're, yeah, you're just focusing on your breath, you know? So I I love hearing more, you know, in depth, like what what it's about and what you're going to be doing. So I'm definitely going to come take one of your classes yeah you should yes and and animal advocacy is also a large part of your teachings as well yeah it's kind of a newer thing okay so talk about talk about that because you mentioned your um you try to stick or you do stick with mostly plant-based foods and things and you're vegan did you become a vegan after converting into this healthier lifestyle or have you always been vegan you know, I went vegetarian because of a bet in high school. So when I was <laughs> okay. 19, it just started out as a bet. And I it's funny because I didn't have the knowledge at all to say, like, why I was doing it. But, like, I was just like, I don't think this is good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, like, slowly, I just slowly went plant-based even before I was, like, fully, like, on my healing path. Mm-hmm. I would say that I went vegan right before I started Kundalini. Okay. So, like, right before I even received healings. And I I still am tripped out about it because, like, since then I've watched so many documentaries, What the Health and Dominion and Cowspiracy, and, like, it, it does honestly make me upset because I didn't know any of that stuff. Yeah. Until now. And I'm just like, wow, how did I go vegan before knowing this stuff? But I think social media has been a huge part of it. And something I actually do love about social media is, is that I did become more aware of, of like the effects of animal agriculture, not just on the animals, but also on the environment and on health and, for me, the biggest thing is actually the animals. And like, mm-hmm. as I've become more of a, a yogi and a meditator, I like feel their pain, like on mm. a very physical level. Like, that's why I'm very, it's really a tough topic for me, actually, with, with people who just like really don't understand the value of animals at all. Right. It's really hard for me. Mm. <laughs> it's like one of my main triggers, which I'm still working through, and I'm still trying to find like the best approach to make this an accessible topic where I'm not like defensive and in my ego, because right. it, it does come out, but it's like, it's out of a protection for the animals. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but I feel this motherly 
connection of where I like want to be a lion mom and just like defend the cubs. I don't know what oh, it is. I love that. And I'm still figuring it out. And I just right now don't even feel like I am doing as much as I will be probably in the next few months. Like I want to really pick up the momentum of doing stuff for the animals mm -hmm. and making people aware. But I'm hesitant just because I've posted a lot about it on my social media and I hear both sides of it where people are like oh thank you like, I actually had no idea so this is actually really really cool I'm not yeah. there yet but I'm slowly but surely trying to make my way there and like some some people have watched documentaries that I've recommended and have gone vegan since my post so that for me is really inspirational yeah and shows like we have a valuable voice each and every one of us and maybe like this is something that i have to speak on even though it's really uncomfortable and even though people aren't gonna like it right and then the other side though is even vegan people are like hmm, i don't know if people are gonna respond to that approach like maybe you shouldn't preach so much and and try to help people figure it out on their own but like how do you how do you do that so it's right. like i'm trying to I'm yeah. trying to figure out the best way to go about it but i i think it's such an important topic that yeah i hope everyone just explores by themselves without anyone having to say anything even just watching those documentaries is just like eye-opening because mm -hmm. you want to know how your food got to the market you know like you oh my gosh <laughs> like thinking about it is really like scary yeah yeah and it's it's the same thing i think with meditation is like people don't want to face the truth right in a way oh that's absolutely what it is and yeah. so it's hard and I understand why like I ate hamburgers all my life like I understand people have a big attachment to comfort yeah and so they want to lean on what's comfortable and what they've known and what they've been told all their lives is good so it's like you're reversing 20 plus years of programming to shift that and right. so it makes sense why it's going to take time for people understand but i'm trying to help people to at least like look into it yeah be open to it and you're trying to educate people and yeah. I, I really appreciate that yeah. I'm, I'm the same way with with mental health mm -hmm. awareness you know i mean i try to share things on i try to use social media for good to right. like spread awareness yeah, and when i do, do share yeah that's that's what it should be for right. i feel i know right. <laughs> you know let's and help people yeah let's help people and change the world and so i i share things about mental health or or other people have shared things you know like you like about being vegan and food and i read it and i'm like wow you know thank you so much for educating me on this topic because i had no idea right you i'm know? glad you had that so, reaction yeah no because it doesn't always land but you right. know i'm hoping it might <laughs> yeah yeah for me because i'm not vegan and i like i've tried to be vegetarian i've tried to be vegan and i feel like my struggle is oh it's too expensive mm. or something like mm -hmm. i i come up with these excuses and i think you're right it is just because I've been eating a certain way for so long and making a change would be 
<laughs> annoying. It would, you it know? would throw off like your yeah. whole routine for yeah, twenty plus years. So yeah. it makes sense why there's resistance. Mm-hmm. And yeah, with the expensive thing, you know, I think it's slowly but surely also making its way to be more accessible. Like I think the more people buy it, the more it, the price will reduce because right. there's like a market for it and. Yeah, I can get into a whole thing, but, um, like, you know, the reason that meat and dairy are less expensive is because our tax dollars actually pay uh, the government to put subsidies on them. So wow. it's not, like, I just kind of feel, like, manipulated and lied to in a way, and, yeah. that, and that makes me more not angry at the people who like have been programmed but more so like at who has programmed us yeah and And who has the power to change it and isn't yeah yeah because there's so much money in it like it's so deep that i'm like i this is where i need to harness more optimism because Mm. (laughs) i'm just like how do you undo this it's huge yeah and the thing about people who are like, well, I only eat grass-fed or organic, so I'm fine. It, it's like I, I've learned in those documentaries that it's actually not possible for all farms to be grass-fed. Otherwise, it would take up not only like the entire mass of the United States, but more. Like it, oh. We would have to convert all cities and all mountains to pastures. Oh. It's like actually just not realistic or sustainable that everyone buys happy cows and happy <laughs> yeah. chickens. And so it, it just doesn't exist. I mean, sure, a small amount of people might be doing that, but like it's not a realistic thing to have the whole world do it. There's mm-hmm. not enough land. There's not enough water or land. Right. And we're feeding the animals, the plants that we could be feeding the hungry. Mm. So right. I feel like there's just so many layers to it. Yeah. <laughs> so for someone who is maybe considering going vegan, but has the same excuse I do, like, the oh, it's too expensive. expensive. Oh, it changes up my routine. What advice would you give to us? Yeah, I would say rice beans vegetables you know quinoa um, just making really exciting spices and Mm. there's all these vegan salad dressings i feel like are accessible yeah i don't feel like i'm missing out on anything i i would say probably the only expensive vegan options are like the are the meatless meats Mm -hmm. like the beyond burger is much more expensive than a normal burger right but i also think of it like you're making an investment on your health because most people who have a high meat diet they have a lot of risks with health down the line and so right now you're saving money on later hospital bills that's so true i mean the amount of people that i hear having like heart issues and uh just i don't know all sorts of things that all i i see there's a a relation to their diet and no one's really taking ownership of that because they're just so comfortable with it right um but yeah i i always think of just like basic foods like i eat soups like bean soups and i just add like vegan cheese to it and piece of toast like there's so many little options that you just mix and match all sorts of veggies and rice and 
different kinds of beans. There's so many different kinds of beans, actually, which has such yeah. high protein. And right. That's always my thing, too. I'm like, oh, well, I need my protein because I work out so much. So yeah. how do I get that without meat? But yeah, you're right. Yeah, tofu has high protein, and it's like actually a myth that it's bad for you, I, I found out. Oh, okay. It's just, I think, a backlash of people like wanting you to keep eating meat. Yeah, <laughs> for There's sure. There's so many crazy things. Like apparently even the egg industry, eggs are actually not healthy but they put out these confusing articles that make people not know whether or not it is healthy so you just like all you just go for it anyway right well that's me i feel like i only eat eggs because i'm like oh i need what else i need to eat healthy but i need protein so i'm just i've been told by i don't even know who that (laughs) this is healthy so yeah I just need to do more research. So keep posting your things oh, yeah. for me because I read right. them. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. would definitely recommend the documentary What the Health for health purposes if that's like what interests you. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, each documentary is about something else. Like Dominion is about ethics. Um, Caspiracy is about the environment and what the health is about health. So okay. like there's all these different aspects to why this this diet is more helpful and a lot of people's excuse actually is that they are working out a lot or that they are tired on a vegan or vegetarian diet and this is something i tune into as well if i'm feeling depleted in some way i'm like well how much iron am i consuming how much protein Mm -hmm. how much b12 and i make sure that if i'm feeling really tired like have more spinach that has more iron and protein or have more whatever and like if you're being tired then you're just deficient in something that doesn't mean you have to have meat to be healthy right a lot of people give up because they're like well i don't feel good but it's like well are you checking that you're getting all the right amount of nutrients in what you're eating right so okay yeah well thank you so much yeah that, that's really good to know and um, hearing that it is possible, you know, because you're, I don't want to say that you're a broke college kid, but you know, you're, you're in a phase of your life where you're working towards your dream. So you're not, you know, making bank, making bank, <laughs> but you're able to afford to live on this, you know, live as a vegan and, yeah. and you're, you feel good and feel healthy. So that's really reassuring to yeah. me. So. Great. Yeah, Vons yeah. is growing their vegan section, actually. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. Like yeah. Trader Joe's, Vons, you know, all those markets that aren't like marketed as healthy are growing yeah. those alternatives as well. Do you think Whole Foods is good? Or? I mean, it's amazing, but I was just not mentioning it because it's more expensive. More? Oh, no, that's good. That's Yeah. Good. yeah I did, I, every time I go to Whole Foods, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just spent like $100 on five things. Yeah. You know, so, okay. I know. I, I was going to Whole Foods for a while, but since moving, Vons is the closest to us, and I'm actually very impressed. I'm like, okay. wow, I got so much stuff. Is there nothing. one around here? No, but Vons and Ralphs are like the same. I think. Okay, and I'll check it out. Trader Joe's, I I know they have like vegan cheeses and butters and yeah, yeah, all the stuff. There's there's options. Mm-hmm. There's a way to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to definitely make an effort. Yeah, so. <laughs> even like what start with one meal a day. One meal, yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Like you don't have to do it all at once no yeah very introduce it gradually and then yeah and i think it's the same with meditation as well looping back into that i 
I started meditating and then I made this goal. Okay, I'm going to meditate every day. Right. And then that was very... When I didn't do it every day, I got very discouraged. Right. I think that was like one of my New Year's resolutions, which I don't really believe in. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it every day. And I haven't. And I got really down on myself. But it's like, I I shouldn't do that. You know, right. it's, it's like working out, mm-hmm. you know, when you're trying to make something a habit. I think what they say, it takes like 21 days to make something a habit. Like you just have to, like don't just slack off. Right. Make an effort, but don't get down on yourself if it doesn't happen right away. Yeah, there's a progression that you definitely, yeah, don't do it all at once because you'll feel defeated immediately. Right. Yeah, if something, you know, goes awry. But Mm -hmm. yeah, if you just like at least one meal a day, just don't have any animal products. And then maybe one full day and don't have animal products. And then slowly, you know. Work up to that. Yeah. And just yeah. and just look up the recipes of everything you love and replace them with vegan ingredients. Yeah. It's really doable, to be honest. There you go. Yeah. Well, thank you for, for sharing that with us. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're an advocate for animals. You're a healer, a teacher. You do a lot. What do you think is the, the ultimate dream for yourself? Yeah, someone asked me that, and I was thinking about it. I mean, I do, if I could just work one-on-one with people right now, like a majority of my days, that to me sounds amazing. Um, Longer term, I think it would be really cool to even have my own studio and bring in teachers that I feel like have really high integrity and are very sweet people and treat my staff like impeccably (laughs) (laughs) and just like have a really nurturing environment not for just the clients but like all around like really feel a deep sense of of belonging yes and and joy and community and i think i think that will come down the line I'm really, I'm really excited about that idea to mm-hmm. to have a studio once I kind of get my following going. And yeah, yeah, I'm leaking all the all the private content. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm so bad at keeping secrets. I'm like, just keep this to yourself, and then I'm like, tell every single person. Right, right. It's <laughs> kind of a podcast. Gemini thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, you're excited no, about exactly. it. You're passionate. So, well, yeah, yeah. Well, I, that that sounds really wonderful. I would definitely be involved in that and come, yeah. come to that. I definitely want to come to one of your classes. You offer a lot of different classes and workshops. Do you mm-hmm. want to talk about what you're offering and if there's anything coming up? Yeah, so something I've been doing a lot lately is just combining everything that I've learned so far. So the intuitive guided visualization, kundalini, crystal healing, reiki healing, and sound healing. So it's become really a fun thing for me just I think also that Gemini aspect of me gets bored if it sticks to one thing for Mm -hmm. too long so yeah and I also like people who are new to experience like not one facet of of meditation and healing but many facets so they kind of find what resonates with them and and go deeper into that so I, I really enjoy doing like a medley of things like a mystical cocktail, I've been calling it. Oh, I love that! Yeah. Hashtag mystical cocktail. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and I think it'll change because I want more certifications just because I 
am so fascinated by everything esoteric and mystical. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I want to learn breath work and I want a whole sound healing set beyond my gong. And I also am just like playing around with different workshops. I've done like a doggy sound bath with humans yes. and people. That sounds awesome. I mean, humans and people, <laughs> humans and dogs. <laughs> And that was really cute, actually. I would definitely do more stuff that's just, like, a little bit more, you know, different and out there. So, yeah, I do things all around L.A., a lot in Hollywood, Mid-City, Santa Monica, the east side hopefully soon because yeah. I live there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're you're out there. You're accessible to, to all people yes, in L.A. exactly. Cool. And I even do phone sessions now with intuitive healing and reading. I read someone the other day who I had never met. Oh, my and, gosh. Um, you know, it was, ama- it was amazing. It actually was so beautiful because at, before that, I really didn't resonate with it as much. Just because, I don't know why, I just didn't connect as deeply to it until I I guess I shifted someone who I didn't know because it just really proves that there's something there if you can tune into a random person that you've never spoken to before and and have them like have an experience yeah on the phone phone, in my pajamas oh my gosh that's were you looking at them was it facetime or it was just phone yeah wow that's that it works (laughs) it works 100 percent. and they were such a sweet person and it was so uplifting for me afterwards to just hear him say like oh my gosh like i feel great and he was so like feeling so heavy and down before that and i saw his energy literally go from dark to light and it was beautiful wow that must feel so validating for you yeah yeah and it it made me like humans like a little bit more More, yeah (laughs) there's hope for them (laughs) yeah i was just like wow like we're all so connected we are even when we're across the country from each other he lives in florida like wow i don't even know how he found me but i'm sure that's gonna happen more and more and i can't wait to do that because yeah, it's not even just limited to the people who are just like in your vicinity. You can reach people all over. All over. Well, that's that's really good to know for the people who are listening who are interested in what you offer but aren't close by. Yeah. So thank you so much. Hit her up, you guys. Yeah. Where where can we find you and book one of your sessions? Yeah, so my website is mysticalmina.com. Love it. My Instagram is also mysticalmina. So pretty simple. I made it easy just so that I wasn't just saying my first and last name and people were like, what? What? Yeah, no, Miss Gomina, that suits you perfectly. Yeah. It's so thank cute. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Miss Gomina and her, what did you call them? Cock- mystical-, mystical cocktails. Cocktails, yeah. I guess mocktails. Mocktails, right, right. <laughs> Love it. So cool. Well, before we wrap up, I just have a couple more questions. Yeah. I I know you you are trained in crystals kundalini you know intuitive feelings which one do you think is your favorite to offer to other people i think it's always going to change so my answer today will be different than tomorrow Mm -hmm. i am becoming more like i just said resonant with that intuitive healing and reading just because you you see the shift 
like visually yeah visually and on a on a in a feeling level I, i don't know what the word is for it but like you just watch the shift happen and like very clearly i Mm-hmm. literally you see the light wow <laughs> i don't know how to explain it but yeah but crystal healings are very dear to my heart too because i just feel like they're i don't know if you know this but crystals are perfect atomic structures and like nothing in this world it's atoms in a like for example this table is made of a bunch of atoms mm-hmm. and they're just scattered and they're imperfect but crystals their actual perfection and so when you place it on someone's body it basically brings that person into a harmony into balance Mm. because your body is modeling that perfection and i think that is just insane (laughs) yeah i didn't i didn't know that that's that's super cool yeah because i have recently got more into learning about crystals and their benefits but i think beforehand i just thought oh it's just a rock like it doesn't do anything and i think there are a decent amount of people who also are just like it's pretty it doesn't do anything you know so for someone who doesn't really believe in it what what would you tell them i mean what what benefits can crystals serve for us well, this will sound woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> woo-woo warning, everyone. <laughs> uh, I want to hear it. I like yeah. woo-woo stuff. <laughs> okay, well, I believe in past lives, and I believe in other dimensions. And mm-hmm. if you've ever heard of Atlantis or Lumeria, these are basically more advanced dimensions, a more advanced society that they no longer technically exist right now. But... Um, they were way ahead of us in technology and in like forward thinking and before their society was destroyed apparently they planted these crystals on earth so that people who found them could access like the deep knowledge and wisdom that they had Hmm. so that's kind of crazy and cool yeah and I feel that way. I, I've definitely, in my crystal academy, uh, we basically would just like look at a crystal for a really long time until we essentially like accessed a portal where you could like see past lives or you could see certain visions. And this is very out there for some of you. So <laughs> back to a more practical uh, feeling of it is just that these crystals also have healing components. And so, for example, if you have a lot of anxiety and you are having trouble shaking certain habits that are clearly bad for you, but you're just like clinging to them, like amethyst is just like a very simple crystal that you could have with you at all times. They say to keep it near you if you want it to help you with something specific. Mm -hmm. So you can dedicate that crystal to the highest good for all because apparently crystals are so powerful that they can be used for bad oh wow <laughs> they were in certain in certain dimensions mm-hmm. that no longer exist right now but um that's good <laughs> yeah so that's why you dedicate it first like for good <laughs> yeah and then you can specifically program it by just literally telling it you're gonna help me overcome anxiety mm-hmm. and just keep it on you at all times it could be like a jewelry if you're wearing it or it could be one you keep in your pocket mm-hmm. 
and it will work for you. You just have to continuously keep it around and then slowly but surely it brings it to fruition. And within a session, it's all very amplified in a short time. And that's why I do crystals with the Reiki, with playing the the gong so that all the energies are just like seeping into the person. Yeah. I, I loved my session with you because you did that. You, you used the crystals, but then you also were doing Reiki and then there was the sound healing as well. And I, cause that was my first time ever doing something like that. And so at first I was, cause I am into this stuff, but I was a little like skeptical. Is this going to work? You know, right. it's not a massage, you know, yeah, like yeah. what is this going to be? But I walked away feeling so light, if that makes sense. Like I just felt a lot of burdens that I had been carrying for a really long time had just been lifted. And I yeah. just felt like I was walking a lot more freely and easier. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't, I didn't have this weighed down feeling, you know? Right. So I was a little sleepy. Yeah. But, but in, I think it was just because you were saying, you know, a lot of energy had been moved around and things like that. And I think it, it's just so important that we have access to things like this and i just really am grateful to you for for offering these services yeah and grateful um, for you having sought them out yeah Yeah. oh my gosh i i will continue to so thank you thank you so much mina i think you're a really beautiful person i think you are too zane thank you i could just i have so many questions (laughs) we could like talk for hours yeah but we'll we'll wrap it up we're gonna do a few of your favorite things now so what is your favorite book you can pick a couple if you want (laughs) (laughs) you know i'll just say the first thing that came to my mind so the celestine prophecy came to my mind because i think it was also part of the beginning phase of me realizing there is so much more out there Mm -hmm. than i thought there was yeah Uh, it was talking about synchronicity and how the people that you meet are not an accident like they have very specific messages for you like seek them out yeah so it just made every moment much more meaningful for me from that point on okay and like i just realized nothing was random or arbitrary anymore like i just felt like everything had a lesson had meaning Mm -hmm. um was gonna take me to another level or teach me something so yeah i just i found that to be very profound I love that. I need I need to read that book because I I love books that are like that too. Um, the Alchemist is oh, one yeah. of my. I'm actually listening to the audiobook right now for like the third time because yeah. I I need that reminder that everything happens for a reason. The signs that I see mean something. Right. You know, omens, all of that. Yes, I love that book. Oh, oh my gosh, oh. I um. The little bracelets that we got, uh, the My Intent bracelets, my word was MacTube. Oh. Yeah, because that just has resonated with me so much. MacTube means it is written. So, yeah, that sounds like a great book. I'm going to. Yeah, it's to also that. a novel. So, okay. it's like kind of a fun read. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. What's the name of it again? Just the so. Celestine Prophecy. Celestine Prophecy. Okay, cool. Favorite mantra, prayer, or quote? Okay. I'll just keep going with the first thing that comes to mind. That's good. That's good. (laughs) So in Kundalini, there's a chant that's hummy hum. That's with M's. Brahm hum. 
which means we are we, we are God. If you don't resonate with the word God, it can also just mean like we are infinite, you mm-hmm. know, source energy, universe. Um, and it basically is a chant that is meant to open up your throat chakra and allow you to be a really effective communicator, okay. which as a Gemini, I'm constantly trying to polish like my communication skills, especially as I go deeper into my truths and find that sometimes they contradict like what everyone else is doing. And so like with the delivery of the messages that I have, like I need to to be really in alignment with my truth, but also be good at delivering it. Right. It's <laughs> yeah, kind of repetitive, but Yeah, no, I see I see what you mean. So that's what the throat chakra is, right? It it's it's all about like your communication skills and things like that, right? Yeah. If you have a balanced throat chakra, then you are being really honest with yourself and with others. Okay. But also you're not just like lashing out at your truth at everybody. You're like you're being conscious and considerate of the other person and so you're just being thoughtful when expressing your truth. Oh, I feel like it's so hard to do that because I I like to be an honest, truthful person too, but I don't want to seem like I'm projecting my opinions on others and telling them like you have to believe this or I'm not going to like you. You know, like how do you how do you find that balance? It's so like having a podcast where I'm I'm on here every week and I'm talking about what I believe in and you know my opinions on things I I try to do it in a way where I'm not forcing others to believe the same thing you know that's Mm -hmm. never my intention but it's really hard (laughs) I think when the intention behind it is coming from love Mm -hmm. if it's rooted in love and of trying to help people to understand and not not forcibly but just deliver it in a way that is expansive yeah then then people aren't going to be turned off and become so defensive but another point of expressing the throat chakra is also to be okay if the message is not received Mm. so not everyone is ready to hear it necessarily and maybe it's just not right now but maybe you're planting that seed now and so in a year they start to come to their own truth and discover it and dig deeper and then they look back and they're like oh actually you know that was a great point i was really resistant at the time because of my life experience but now that really makes sense for me and let me actually apologize to this person (laughs) or right or just like send them love because yeah i wasn't ready to to receive that and yeah i always send people from my past love that at the time like maybe we weren't understanding each other and right now like you just have so much more information as you always will have 2020 hindsight so right i said that all mixed up (laughs) (laughs) i see what you mean hindsight is 2020 yes yeah that's that's a great answer just love just everything you do let it be in love yeah thank you mm-hmm. um favorite vegan dish okay <laughs> first one that comes to your head yeah i i am a sucker for the beyond burger mm. like me and my boyfriend make this a lot actually and it's just because i grew up eating hamburgers and yeah to me it's the same experience we make like 
tater tots on the side. I just love like a good burger with like all of the condiments and yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just like the the best thing for me. Yeah, and yeah. they're good. I, the one that I had uh, when I was in Florida, I mean, it tasted like me. Like yeah. it tasted like a real hamburger. Yeah, it was so good. I really want one now. Now I'm kind of me hungry. too. I want it. <laughs> uh, person you admire or look up to the most. Okay. Well, again, first thing that came to my mind, I would say, is the teacher who introduced me to crystal healing mm-hmm. and really made me want this lifestyle is my teacher, Satdev Beer Singh. He also teaches Kundalini Yoga at Yoga West, and he mm. was my small group leader in my teacher training. And he's just like, he kind of reminds me of a crystal in that he like, reflects this perfection i mean there i've seen the human side of him too so obviously like i've I've confirmed he's a human (laughs) (laughs) yes at first i was like is he just like a very is he not of this earth right yeah yeah but then yeah of course like you get to know the person and but he's still like he's he's such a good role model in the sense of just really practicing everything that he teaches being so neutral and open and loving at all times. I went on a retreat with, to to India with him, and you know you could see certain people in their group, like in a way, even being disrespectful at times. And I hope no one's listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> and like he just never reacted. Like he was always just like going with the flow and and just like remaining in his in his position like not yeah. not swaying at all like just wow. like just holding the space and and allowing people to be as they were and, and then just continue forward like nothing seems to really phase him mm. he has told me that one thing that does get to him is also the treatment of animals so mm. i also feel like a really deep connection to him on that level because a lot of kundalini yogis use sheepskins which is something i'm actually really against and and he and my other teacher guru singh are the only teachers that i've seen that like roll it up and put it to the side wow yeah even if it's not theirs like they just yeah they don't even want to be near it that's great yeah yeah do you use like a fake sheepskin exactly yeah sheepskin because i i don't know i think it contradicts like the whole thing yeah exactly it's a little little hypocritical so well good for you good for you uh favorite activity um i would say hiking i feel really at peace and just in in bliss and in my body because i a lot of the time out of my body with all of this healing work it's it's really important that i do grounding practices such as just like being out in nature and mm-hmm. and i love like not having my phone yes <laughs> so the, the, that aspect of hiking is really nice because like you're clearly not going to be like answering texts or worrying about emails and anything like that like you're just like okay it's off like i'm not yeah that's good do you listen to music or you just are just in the moment I I usually go like with my dog and with my boyfriend so usually no music just just, just their like, company yeah company That's I I don't nice. really hike alone but if I did I would probably listen to music to music but you so, you yeah. would be able to just ignore your phone you know like yeah air, I, sometimes I'll just turn on airplane mode or something yeah like, do not disturb. do not disturb just so I'm not 
not seeing it, but can still have access to either my audiobook or music or something. Because, yeah, yeah, it it is nice to have something to listen to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think music is very healing. It is. I've always connected to it. Even in in my crazier days, Mm -hmm. it's like that was so helpful. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I love music. And with with Pure Bar, because we're at this beautiful Pure Bar studio right now recording, um, that's one thing I really love about it is that the music is the driving force. You know, like we, at least in my class, I crank that shit up because, (laughs) and I, I, you know, I talk and I give modifications and things on the mic, but I try to not talk so much so that people can really just zone into the beat because everything in pure bar is meant to be like kind of like a dance like you're right. on on the beat we do like counts of eight or four or whatever and that's what gets me through the through the class you mm-hmm. know i mean there's there's some yoga classes that don't have music i've noticed and i'm sure that works for some people maybe who've been doing it for a long time or they just music is a distraction for them mm-hmm. but for me personally i i need that music to help me kind of do it as a dance, you yeah. know, flow through it. So, yeah, that's that's just me. Yeah, I uh, I love spinning too. I don't do it enough, but mm. I don't know. It's just like it feels so it feels so good to yeah crank up the music and yeah just, and just like, go just freaking go <laughs> yeah love it love it. Well, the last thing I want to talk about before we go is. Um, you mentioned that you struggled with an eating disorder, mm-hmm. anxiety, depression, which is such a big thing nowadays yeah. that that not just young girls, but a lot of people are dealing with, but more specifically girls in, in high school or girls who want to be models. What, what would you tell those girls who are not feeling good enough? Mm-hmm. I would say start cultivating the understanding of what makes you feel good and Mm -hmm. and if something is not making you feel good there's a reason for that and and just kind of like let it like distance yourself from it yeah i would say that it definitely gets better and Mm -hmm. to seek any help that you can and there's so many avenues to heal and the whole world wants you to heal and is here for you as long as, I think like when you when you think that the universe is working in your favor it does yes and if you think the world is against you it is so like you have to just kind of shift that one belief and then like you see like the world opens its arms to you like if you're like right. I want to heal I want to love myself I want to feel enough then you'll you'll keep experiencing things that that help you do that, but uh, you kind of have to believe in a sense that there is something out there that is supporting you, mm-hmm. and it can that can come in any form, and it, it can start really small. Even if you just like if you have one thing that you really like doing, like that can be a starting point to just like focus your energy on. Uh, what does make you feel good and grateful and it's hard to feel grateful when you have depression or yeah. an eating disorder you're completely turned away from like what that even is yeah. and I think just being open to being wrong like not having the answers and being open to receiving answers mm-hmm. is important 
I, I, yeah, I know that I probably wouldn't, wouldn't have been okay had I not just surrendered and said, like, I'm willing to do whatever. Yeah, willing to do the work. Yeah, because yeah. I've tried to help people later with eating disorders and, and depression who just, like, weren't open to it. And they just didn't, wouldn't hear what I was saying. And I, yeah. I would do everything in my power to, but if they don't have the ultimate belief of like wanting to be better yeah. then it's hard so i had i don't guess i i don't have the answer for that necessarily right. if people don't want to get better but if they do then like we're all here for you basically and yeah just you're not reach alone out. yeah you're not alone at all we're all connected <clears throat> and we feel your pain and we've been there and and we love you yeah absolutely that that's one thing that i always try to say in my pure bar classes is that you are enough yes. you know the, the work you did here today was enough yes everything you do is enough mm-hmm. so yeah because i think that is the main thing that people struggle with is just feeling enough enough for other people enough for themselves and it, it really does count, come down to it like you have to make the decision yourself right. that you want to make a change and feel differently about yourself right and if you're not there yet then that's okay but you're just going to continue down the same the same spiral right that was my problem in high school i think was i almost liked being troubled right (laughs) you know i i liked that something was wrong with me yeah it made you interesting and edgy edgy yeah yeah yeah. i had the same thing actually yeah i feel like that that's a big thing for for people especially in high school when you know you you want to be popular you want to stand out you want boys girls to like you whoever and you know having depression or you know doing something really reckless and harmful to yourself got you got you noticed and i mean that's a problem in itself yeah that's a cry for help right um that you obviously need to address but yeah i I didn't want to get better for a long time because I, I wanted attention. I wanted mm-hmm. people to feel sorry for me. Yeah. And it took me a while to really realize that that's, that's what I was doing. But, you know, I, I finally made the decision, okay, I, I want to be happy and I deserve to be happy, but I have to do the work myself. Right. Yeah. So, well, you did the work, Mina. And, Thank you. And now you're trying to help other people do the work and aid in in their process their healing process Mm -hmm. and i just really commend you for that and i can't wait for our next healing session together i'm definitely going to come take one of your classes and yeah is there anything else you want to add before we sign off i guess one thing that came to mind when you were speaking was yeah i kept telling myself like oh well i'm just like fucked up like yeah i just kept saying well like oh well like this is just how i am like i i'm a fucked up person person yeah i like i had certain life experiences that made me this way and so this is the product of that and you know like that's just the way it is yeah but i i just want to say like you're never one way you're never stuck even if even like a small habit like saying i'm lazy like it's not actually true you just keep projecting that onto yourself and so you you act that way right and so like if you're telling yourself like i'm fucked up on a fundamental level like nothing can help me like yeah it's gonna that's how it's gonna be but if instead you're just like okay i I, i'm broken right now but i'm healing or i don't feel enough right now but i will like it's just like that little flip 
allows space and allows light in yes absolutely yeah i love that that's that's very optimistic which (laughs) which you are yeah Yeah. and and positive affirmations has that been a big thing for you as well it's it's huge actually yeah Yeah, some some people think like there's nothing to that Um, oh i need i need them (laughs) like i'll look at myself in the mirror every day and say positive affirming things to myself yeah and i might look crazy but i know i need that no it's really helpful i write them Mm -hmm. i used to write them a lot more i think it's probably like embedded in me now yeah but even like meditating if i'm like or or working or being around someone who's like making me not feel good or something like i say an affirmation to myself that kind of like just um helps me be in the moment like i'm pure conscious awareness like i'm I'm love. Something as simple as that helps me to like just be neutral. Or yeah, I am non-judgment. I use that one a lot when I'm around some people because yeah, I you know, I'm trying to I I want to practice what I preach and it we can get in the habit of judgment and so anytime I'm feeling pulled towards that I just say I'm non-judgment, I'm compassion, I am pure conscious awareness, mm-hmm. things like that to just uh, shift the energy. Yeah, that's that's great. I like that one. I am not I am non-judgment. That's really that's powerful. Mm-hmm. I need to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back and Mina's actually going to do a meditation, guide us through a meditation. Yay. And uh, what what type of meditation will you be guiding us through today? We're going to do some guided visualization, which is going to be really grounding and help replenish our energy. Awesome. So it's going to feel really good. That sounds lovely. Yeah. Yay. Well, thank you. We'll take a quick break and be right back. Woo woo. Woo. So I'm going to lead you through a guided visualization meditation. So find yourself a really comfortable posture. It's totally okay if you lean against a wall or sit in a chair. Just make yourself cozy. Even if you want to have your legs out in front of you, feel free. There's no right way to sit in this one. So just begin to notice your breath. Allow your sit bones to get really heavy on the earth or on the cushion below. Bring your attention in between the two eyebrows at your third eye. This is the center of intuition. This is where you are neutral, where you see things clearly, where you're really tapped into your most authentic self. So take long, deep breaths into the third eye, waking up this connection to your inner being, your higher self. And let your breath get deeper, 
and drop into this present moment, allowing all external forces, all outside distractions to drown out with your breath. Go ahead and visualize a grounding cord beginning at the base of your body that drops down all the way to the center of the earth. So let this grounding cord be wide, let it be hollow, anchoring the base of your body to the center of the planet. like to think of a really solid structure such as a tree trunk or a rock or a steel rod but you can pick anything that resonates for you and once you have the image just notice what this feels like Continuing to breathe long and deep. And now this grounding cord is going to do some amazing healing work for you. So it's going to pull out any energy within you that is not yours that you don't need and that's no longer helpful for your consciousness. As humans, we just soak up vibrations from every environment we're in, with, from every person that we speak with, and so we accumulate this energy over time and store it within ourselves. This is an opportunity to have the vacuum of the grounding cord, pull these energies out of you, dropping them down the cord, returning them to the earth where they become neutral. And just let this be easy. Feel a suction at the base of the spine doing all of the work for you. You just being the observer. You may see dark colors leaving the body. You may feel thick, sticky, sluggish, slow energy moving out of you. Continuing to breathe long and deep. 
again, not making any effort, just allowing. Just watching anything that's blocking you from expressing who you truly are. Anything that is causing mental fog, confusion, anxiety, depression, anything that is not aligned with your true self. this grounding cord now to work at a turbo speed, letting it be gentle on you, but move at a quicker pace, removing these darker, denser, lower vibrations. replenish your energy, we're going to transition into visualizing a big, beautiful, golden sun just above the crown of the head. And this sun is going to act like a magnet, bringing back all of the energy that over the course of your life you've given away to different past circumstances, to relationships, to friendships, to coworkers, to family members, to people you've even had very short interactions with. Magnetizing all of that past energy that you've scattered into this sun, into the here and now, letting the sun grow bigger and brighter as your energy returns to you. the sun magnetize any energy that you have focused towards the future, any planning, any wondering how things are going to turn out, any anticipating, calling back all of that future focused energy into the sun, into the here and now 
letting it grow bigger and brighter as it returns to you. Finally, you can stick words into the sun, words that are already within you, but that you want to harness the energy of in a more amplified way. So anything that is specifically helpful for you right now, such as self-trust, self-validation, self-worth, confidence, abundance, compassion, whatever it is, stick those words in there, as many as you want. the sun is completely full, you can go ahead and drop it into the crown of your head, letting it fill you up 100% from the crown of your head all the way through the tips of your toes, seeing your vessel filled in with glistening gold light. Filling every single pocket, every crevice, every crack, replenishing all of the energy that you released with your own high vibrating energy. your body is completely full of this light, just notice what it feels like. And then let it spill over into your aura all around you, your electromagnetic field, three feet in front of you, three feet above you, three feet behind you, and three feet below you. Filling in with gold all around. And take a moment to observe what this feels like any subtle sensations, any subtle shifts of energy, and just see your body, your aura sparkling with beautiful nourishing light.
and completely full. You can just gently bend over, bringing your palms to the earth if it's accessible, signifying to release any excess energy. And you can gently make your way out of the meditation, coming back into your body, into the room. say a little silent thank you to yourself for being open to receiving this self-healing. You are a self-healing, self-regulating unit. You have all of the power within you to shift. Have a beautiful rest of your day or your evening or your morning whatever it is blessings satnam ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 